Hello, friends, and welcome back to another edition of Full Court Chat with Dave Schilling. I'm Dave Schilling, and today's guest is a man who's suffered more than most. A man who's been through some real painful times in both life and in sport. I'm talking about Formula One race car driver Cedric Devane, an Italian race car driver with some of the most amazing records in his sport. Records that might never be broken. But beyond the track, beyond the gaudy numbers, the excitement, the roar of the crowd, there's a man who's in real pain. A man who's struggled and had to survive some really painful moments. And I think you're going to find those painful moments very entertaining this week. So buckle up, strap in, and prepare for Cedric Devane on Full Court Chat with Dave Schilling. All right, my guest today is multi-time Formula 2 champion Cedric Devane. Cedric, how are you? How are you holding up during quarantine? Oh, ciao, ciao. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm doing well, Dave. Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, it, it is um, long, uh, how you say, long days here. Um, much time indoors. Uh, I do not. Uh, I do not get to uh, to go outside and to drive and to to be to be with the, the family and the friends. Um, but uh, I'm I'm doing the best that I can. That, that, uh, thank you for asking. Are you uh, speaking to us from Italy at this at this juncture? Uh, see, 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 see. Uh, uh, I I live in um, uh, Perugia. Uh, uh in italia see so it must be pretty rough out there right now you know you you were for a long time the epicenter of this of this virus um everybody's healthy and everybody's safe i i uh no no many uh i have had uh, several family members and friends uh, come down with the the illness uh and need to go to the hospital um we i mean as you said we were very much the epicenter uh very much people did not uh, did not pay attention or take care of themselves. I was one of those people. I very much uh, laughed this off in the beginning and spent a lot of time outside doing whatever I wanted. Um, so uh, uh, no, no, the answer to your question is uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, I, uh, I, I hope for the best. I'm sorry. Um... I mean, it, it is our fault. Uh, we... Uh, my community, we chose uh, not to uh, not to listen, and I hope that uh, your friends and family are the, being a bit smarter in that way. Oh, absolutely! I I, I wear a full body suit uh, to go to the grocery store, uh, to go outside for walks. Uh, I I have not touched another human being for weeks. I must ask, and you are not uh, you're not embarrassed. You don't uh, you don't think you walk down the street and people point at you and laugh at you and say, "Look at that silly man wearing all the big clothing." No, no, no. I mean, I, I feel like uh, people respect the, 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 the hazmat suit that I'm wearing mm. and, and think that, oh, there's there goes Dave Schilling, famous sports writer, and mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. is doing his part to protect our most vulnerable citizens. And uh, oh. yeah, people give me high fives and I'm like, oh, no, no high oh, fives. God. Okay, <laughs> nice try. You... I give a respectful head nod. 
I must be honest that you would not make it one day in racing. Not one day. Not one day with those silly choices and that confidence around your silly choices. No. No, not at all. Okay, uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ignore the insult, and I'm just going to go. We're going to go no, straight No, 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 please do not. No, 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 no. It would not. I, you make me feel less than if you do not uh, feel my insult and uh, change, consider changing your behavior in some way. Uh, okay, must, well. Take, take my insult. Take my insult. You look like a silly man. Okay, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it, and I'm going to move on. I, I'm sorry to offend you. No, no, no. Let's try to get this back on track, okay? Okay. Uh, I, I'm here. We're here to talk about racing, as you mentioned. Yes. You're yes. you're a famous Formula Two racer. You have raced in Formula One. I didn't know there was a Formula Two. Um, yes. the same way I didn't know there was a Highlander Two for the longest time, but apparently oh. they made a sequel to that film. Um, oh, really? No way. Highlander Two: The Quickening. Yeah, it's it's. Set oh, hold on. Yeah. Let me write that down. That's something yeah. I will watch. Check that out. Check that out. You got all the time in the world, right? I, I truly, all I have is time. So why not yeah. watch a little Highlander yeah, I too? I hear I hear you. Uh, okay, so let's talk about how you got into Formula One. You're actually yes. from, um, based on my reading, South Central Los Angeles. Yes. So um, one, how did you get into racing? And, and two, why do you have that accent? I uh, well, uh, well, I was born in South Central, and my uh, my parents are both from the Los Angeles area. Uh, I moved uh, to Italy when I was only uh, about uh, ten years old, um, ten yeah, around ten, eleven, or twelve years old. So I uh, it uh, it's in I've been in Italy since then, and so the my patterns of speech and accent have changed over time. Um, but uh, yes, I began in racing. Well, uh, my story starts not with racing so much, but with a, uh, I was hanging out with a bad group of uh, ragamuffins, yes, uh, the bad characters. Um, and uh, it was one day that my friend Rory uh, suggested that we steal a car uh, and they get behind the, the wheel and drive it away. Uh, and so we did. Uh, and uh, Rory and I was, began driving, uh, and very quickly uh, we were spotted by police and began driving more, and uh, I was behind the wheel, and uh, though my feet barely could touch the pedals, I was a natural. I just immediately took to the car, and uh, oh, <laughs> just the thought of it uh, began peeling through the streets of Hawthorne, drove by the airport, I mean... Uh, uh, I, what began was a chase that uh, lasted uh, three hours, uh, but a love of racing that has lasted a lifetime. I mean, I, I think I saw this this chase on KTLA. Yes. I must yes. have. We were, uh, I believe, Yahoo.com uh, listed us as the second most famous chase after uh, the, uh, the OJ, OJ Simpson. O.J. Simpson was number one, and Cedric Devane, seven-year-old, uh, or yeah, seven-year-old stealing a uh, motor car was uh, it was number two. Uh, wow. It was it was a, it was it was something everybody was talking. Cedric, I gotta say, you have a history of coming in number two. Um, yes, uh, you are you are correct, Dave. Uh, I, I I see that you are that is in some way another insult. And unlike you, I will be a man and take that and consider changing my behavior because of the things that you have said. Um, I dream of being number one, and I fight every day to be so. But yet again, you remind me I am often number two. 
Well, you know what? It's honorable for you to look at the situation and say, I can change. That's impressive. Hey, thank you, Dave. Uh, there are There is not much a man in my position can do, so I do what I can. Well, let's let's move on in your life here. You know, you go from South Central to Italy. Mm-hmm. You, you, you become a, a successful Formula 2 racer. Again, yes. this, the second... Uh, league, not the yes, first. Yes, yes, yes. I get it. Yes, I get number, that. Yes, number two number, again. Yes, yes, Dave. Yes, you you are hitting on the motif. Yes, okay. Yes, Formula Two. Yes, this is my job. This is what I do. I see yeah, patterns. Okay. I see themes. This is not. I'm not judging you at all. I'm just saying what I see uh-huh. in in your in your history in your life. Uh huh. Uh huh. You, it's, I, I'm not. I'm not knocking your success in Formula Two. It's just um, things. Things get a little dicey here for you in 2014 yes i was told by your publicist not to bring this up uh oh, your legal oh. problems in 2014 okay but i told them yeah, oh. yeah i told them this is a no holds barred conversation and i will ask this anyway because that's the kind of host that i am that i am uh-huh please well, talk I- about talk about the most painful experience in your life for me okay all right i mean i'll tell you that i didn't want to talk about this, but I am, I am, I am everything that I am, and I should not hide parts of myself. Uh, Alora, uh, in 2014, uh, I was in uh, Monte Carlo uh, preparing for the race the next day, and uh, my uh, co-driver at the time, the number two driver for MP Motorsport, uh, told me that he had some friends in town that we should go link up with. And uh, we went out, uh, and they had a boat docked in the. Um, God, they had a boat docked out in the harbor, and we had been drinking. And I said to myself, "What is the difference between a boat and a car?" And what the, is the difference? What is they, the difference? They're 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 drastically different. I'm sorry, I uh, was caught up in the moment of the foolishness and how my life could be in such a different place if I had just simply accepted that the boat and the car are two different things. Uh, but I said no. I drive a car so well, I could drive a boat. And so after a couple of drinks, I snuck up and I put the boat in what I thought was reverse, but was actually forward and I slammed on it and we went directly into the uh, the dock and through the dock and then into the other boats and we began careening through the harbor just knocking down boat after boat after boat um, destroying so much property injuring several elderly people um, and uh yeah, I'm not proud of what I did. Uh, boats and cars are two different things, and simply because you are good at driving one does not mean that you are good at driving the other. And uh, I'm sorry that I had to learn that the hard way. I I, I actually kind of understand the confusion. They both what? have really oh. steering wheels, yes. right? Yes, yes. Are there pedals on a boat? 
Uh, no, there's a big handle. But I saw. Oh. I thought to myself, well, that, that's even easier than pedals. There's uh, there's not really a brake on a boat, which I think was one of my big problems. The boat has like a throttle, and then I guess you could drop the anchor. But I tried to do that, but the anchor wasn't in the right place, and it actually fell down onto another boat. So we were dragging that boat around with us through the harbor, and like three people on that boat became severely injured um that uh, that was bad so the uh, boats don't have brakes which is the which was honestly let me tell you if mm, i would say if a boat had a brake then boom i think i would have been all good but there was no brake so now according to my notes here it says you ser- you served no jail time for this event no uh luckily uh my friend's uh friend my the, the other driver's friend was the mayor of monte carlo uh and uh very much uh you know monte carlo is a racing city and uh they love their drivers there and so uh, the idea that i uh, you know uh, a driver for uh, i mean at the time i was a, a two-time european champion for formula two my history uh, or my soon-to-be history in formula one was at least at the time written in the stars and so uh, you know everyone was like oh he'll pay us back someday when he's a big f1 driver making all of the money and coming to monte carlo and uh, spending his money in the casinos and drinking at the clubs and everyone was so convinced of what was to come that they thought oh well uh, you know, he'll come back one day and he'll make it right. Um, and uh, sadly, I still have not been able to do that. Well, I mean, at least you're able to finally make it into Formula One here in, in the next year. You know, yes. you, you signed with Volvo Racing, which, again, in my research, something I didn't know existed. Yes. The Volvos uh, are very sensible cars. Yes. Lots of space, but yes. Yes. I don't think of them as, you know, they don't have a lot of get up and go. Well, but... they do not. They they just don't. They are they yeah, like you say, they are they are sensible cars for uh, for mothers and uh, and then fathers and uh, people with children. Um, they they are not for uh, they are not for racers. Uh, they, they they this is true, Dave. Sure, I mean if you finish last in every race, you know that's a shame. But the the benefit of the of the Volvo is you never have to stop for for gas you're just you just keep going around that track you know yes. that gas mileage is is pretty legit this is true uh the 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 mpg uh of uh, of the f1 car that i drove uh for uh, volvo racing uh was the highest of any car ever in the history of f1 now the truth is that uh there is no need to refuel during an F1 race, it never happens. Uh, never once do does a car need more gasoline than it has at the beginning of the race. Um, so that uh, was, well, a fun fact, uh, very unapplicable in terms of uh, the actual racing itself. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Did you have a tape deck in that thing? Uh, like the, to play uh, to play a song. Yeah, like a Billy Joel or something. You know, I, they uh, there was a lot of discussion uh, about whether or not I would want something like that. In uh, in part because you know uh, the body of the car that I drove was actually a a Volvo sedan that had been cut down and rearranged uh, to be in the shape of an F one car. 
Um, so it was very much an option uh, to to have uh, a tape deck uh, in in the car if I wanted it, uh, but I chose not to um, because I would not use it. I would never listen to music while I drove. I could not hear it. I'm going almost 300 kilometers an hour. Um, um, so it uh, was um, in many ways useless. But I could have, um, and I would have likely had a Billy Joel tape in there uh, had that been the case. I am a big fan of uh, the song The Bottle of Red and The Bottle of White. Um, which song is that? I, 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 I don't know. I don't, I don't, Wait, I don't know. Isn't that, a Billy, I, that is definitely a Billy I, Joel song, I, though, I, yes? I, you know, it's it's it's. I'm not familiar with his entire catalog. I, bottle I, I of like, red, a bottle of red, bottle of I, white. This is I'm a more, song. This is. A I'm song. more of a. I'm more of an, uh, a later, like you know, 2000s Billy Joel fan. What did what did Billy Joel sing in 2000? Oh, you I, know, you, did, you don't remember Return of the Piano Man Part Two? That oh, album? oh, is that he did the second part? See, yeah, this is good. These are, the, yeah. these are the sequels I do not know. All right, I've got okay, so I'm going you're to a number, watch. you're the you're the number two guy, you're like the famous number two guy. So, you well, should know about this. Sequel. What can I say? I do not want to be the famous number two guy, so I constantly am working to not embrace the other number twos. And I guess in that, I, 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 I miss these big moments in number two in the history of number two, the Highlander 2. Return of the Piano Man. Oh, I I cannot wait. Check it, uh, out. Check it out. It's on Spotify, I'm sure. Is uh, that I, I, incredible? Yeah. Thank you. Give it, give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. Why not? We got time. Yes. Uh, okay. So Volvo Racing. You know, you don't yes. get the tape deck, which I no. think is a smart choice because those guys always try to upsell you on the options you don't need. This so that's a really good choice. Um, yes. But but in addition to you know a lack of on the track success. Yes. With Volvo. You're also yeah. kind of frustrated with your paycheck. Tell yeah. me about about the pay discrepancies and issues that you had with Volvo. Well, so um, the way that uh, the, the Volvo Racing was a new team in 2014, uh, the way uh, many teams uh, become get into Formula One is that they purchase uh, existing teams uh, that are already in uh, that uh, are not making money, not doing well, and so they uh, they buy the team and they they get their uh, their paddocks and all of their their, their uh, equipment uh, like their space on the track. Um, so Volvo came in and bought the Lotus uh, Racing team, um, and they had this goal um, where they wanted to prove. That it was not about the machine. It was not. It was about the. It was about the synergy, right? It was not about. Uh, most F1 teams spend hundreds of millions of dollars. The top teams, uh, like uh, Mercedes or Red Bull or 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 Ferrari, they will put either uh, even like two hundred to three hundred million dollars into their car, uh, trying to create this machine that goes so fast and. Um, uh, Volvo wanted to prove that you did not need to do that, that you could do it with the right man and the right car. Uh, and so they set their budget for that season at $1 million uh, total for car and driver. And um, along with that, uh, I made almost no money. I was driving, uh, I got paid an hourly wage as a driver 
for uh for a formula one team i did not have a salary i got paid uh i guess in american dollars it would be about 17.50 an hour oh my um, god okay, yeah. i just gotta ask like is that yeah, why is that why you you finished dead last in every race because the longer you race the more money you make i mean you have to understand that at some point i mean in truth large parts of it were because the car was truly awful as i said they had taken the body of a of a sedan and cut it into a formula 1 shape that's not how you make a formula 1 car uh truly so many of our parts were borrowed like straight up like an iou like we were going to use the parts for the season and that we were going to return it at the end of the at the end of the season like we did not have money to actually buy the parts uh, and then on top of that uh, yes i mean they told me that i could not crash the car they said if you crash the car we can't, we do not have the money to take another one um and so there was i did almost zero risky driving nothing exciting uh, i drove truly safe uh, on the track every time, which is something that literally no other F1 driver would ever do. Um, so I drove safely, and uh, yes, I mean uh, by the uh, by the midpoint of the season, uh, when I, things were truly looking terrible, uh, yeah, I started uh, honestly slowing down, making extra pit stops, uh, you know, pulling over to like whiz real quick before i got back into the car uh anything to make like just to hit another hour um and uh i mean hey when you're getting paid about 34 dollars for a uh for a formula one race while the while what sebastian vettel's making two three uh, like what uh like seven eight million dollars uh a year you know i had to i had to make money what i could that's that's re- remarkable Yes. Uh, I cannot believe that it was that bad. Yes. Uh, well, the one, the one, I guess, good thing is you, you, you are the holder of a, a pretty amazing record after all of this. Can you talk about oh. that? Well, yes. We, uh, which record are you, uh, are you referring to? Oh, oh, I, it, it, it says, it says here in my notes that you set the record of number of times lapped by an opponent at the opening yes. race in Melbourne. Is that true? Yes. Yes, that is not a good thing, Dave. That's a very bad thing. I oh. was in dead last, and 19 times Sebastian Vettel went around the track in the time it took me. He he finished so far ahead of me. So I, no one has ever... It was the most embarrassing... It was my opening day in Formula 1, this day that I had looked forward to my whole life. From the moment that I was a seven-year-old driving on the 405 police behind me this was the moment i had lived for and on that day my car i drove safely and securely and was lapped 19 times by the end he slowed down to drive alongside me and wave at me before he drove away uh to finish the race it was the most embarrassing day of my life that's that's so rude. I'm I'm really sorry. It's a Cedric. This is all kidding aside. That's that's maybe the most embarrassing story I've ever heard in my career. You've never heard that is the most embarrassing. I mean, it was bad. I was hoping nobody's ever been more embarrassed. Like I mean, maybe I, just like a little bit more than that. I I mean I I interviewed 
uh, meta world piece about the malice in the palace, and this is that was nothing compared to this. Oh well, well, at least I'm number one in that. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yes, you're, you're number one. That's, oh, that's a good yeah. point. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, yeah. I mean, this is this has really been a pleasure. Um, I feel. Yeah incredible gratitude that you shared your story with me that you allowed me to violate your publicist very specific written request that we yeah. not talk about your legal trouble with the boat um yep, yep. yeah it please say, you know just you just give them just give, shoot them a shoot them a note just no they like, will hey, be fired they will cool. be fired i'm going to okay, fire thank you just tell yeah. them it's cool dave is cool dave dave Dave's a mean, nice guy dave just let them know you're pretty cool, and I'm sure depending on how I feel about this uh, this Highlander movie and this sequel to the Billy Joe song Piano Man, maybe it'll be even a little bit more cool. I don't know. We'll find out. Okay. Well, yeah. Just keep keep in touch. Again, just let them know. Yes. Dave. Dave. Dave is a great host, and you sh- you should send him more guests, famous you, ones. You want? Uh, I mean, you get the famous guy. I mean, I am Cedric Devane. I I am the man who was lapped nineteen times. I'm the only Formula One driver to ever be paid an hourly rate. I mean, you, you get some good gets, Dave. I'm up there. Um, You're right. This is this has been a pleasure, Cedric. Take care. I hope of none course, of your Dave. family uh, suffers any longer. It's too late for that. But go ahead. What? Okay, I'm just gonna say I can't wait to, to cheers you with a little wine. Some cheese in uh, in Venice or something, you know. When this is all over, yeah, maybe maybe a bottle of red, a bottle of white. Oh <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. I do. Okay, I'm gonna listen. The to Billy Joel song. It's the Billy Joel. You go listen to that song. Go listen to the Billy Joel song from from before. I guess you started listening to Billy Joel in the 2000s. Yeah, I'm a late Joel guy. What can I say? Hey, that that is what you can say. That is what I can say. All right. Take care, Cedric. Ciao, Bella. Hey, ciao, Bella. And there you have it, folks. Cedric Devane. The tragic story of always coming in second in work and in life. Hard to do. To feel like a failure. I don't have that problem. And you know who else doesn't have that problem? The piano man himself, the legend Billy Joel. His work has only gotten better in the 2000s. I know a lot of people scoff when I say Fantasies and Delusions is his best record, but that is an opinion I will take to the grave. Join us next week for another episode of Full Court Chat with Dave Schilling. We've got a great guest lined up. Can't wait to share it with you. As always, for Dave Schilling, I am Dave Schilling. This has been Full Court Chat with Dave Schilling. Good night.